strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and we are back with another episode of Strategy Talks. Today, we're going to talk to somebody. Her name is Lisa. We're going to talk about outdoors, hiking, and really how to promote a passion project. So we'll be talking about Vermont, Boston, hiking, and marketing with a zero budget. But before we do, I want to say a welcome to all of you who are here live with us. Those of you who watch this on the replay, put hashtag replay in the comments and a special shout out to those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast. Before I introduce you to my guest today, We'll do a quick shout out to our sponsor, as always, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So now let's, let me introduce you to today's guest, Lisa Kellner-Williams. How are you today, Lisa? Well, I'm doing great. So happy to be here. Yeah, I am excited that you are here. So let me introduce you to Lisa. And before I do, I just want to tell you, Lisa and I got in contact in 2015, I believe. And so it's been a long time. I've been following her journey and I invited her to come on the podcast because I love what she is doing. And I want you all to know more about her passion project. So Lisa Calney Williams is the founder of DEIB Outdoors and the host of the DEIB Outdoors Champion Chat podcast. In 2022, she left a toxic work environment and found emotional healing on local hiking trails. Inspired to speak of the health benefits of the outdoors in an inclusive way, Lisa created DEIB Outdoors through blog posts, podcasts, and an upcoming collaborative event calendar she uses her platform to shine light on others who bring diversity and belonging to outdoor recreation. So, wow, I love that. And I didn't know when we met eight years ago that we would have this in common so many years later because I wasn't much of a hiker when I lived in South Carolina, but moving to New England certainly um, polished up my hiking boots and started hiking. Um, I live near Killington, which is over 4,000 feet. And I, we were just talking in the green room. I usually hike it at least once a year. Um, so let's talk about how you get started and why you started this project. Yeah, sure. Um, touching on a little bit of the intro, um, I was in an in-house position in marketing. Uh, just about everything of the position was was super toxic uh, in a way that I had never experienced before in my many years as a professional. Um, and I made the decision to uh, just leave the job um, without a backup. Um, and also first time ever doing something like that before. Uh, and I needed to figure out, you know, how to keep my uh, mental or to kind of resume my, my mental health and my general well-being. 
uh, a few months prior to me leaving, I um, traveled to Ithaca. It was the summertime. And uh, we did a kind of upstate New York trip. And uh, we went there. We did a lot of hiking. We saw there's a tagline for Ithaca called Ithaca is gorgeous because there are a lot of gorges there um, slash waterfalls and just the sounds and the smells and everything kind of overtook me. And I knew I wanted to continue that when I got home. Um, so I was doing bit by bit. And then when I quit, I really accelerated going outside. Um, I ended up being sponsored uh, by um, Osprey Outdoor Research and another um, brand I'm trying to remember, there goes my sponsorship, um, for uh, over 50 outdoors. Um, they're looking for people to represent older people outdoors. So um, I was out doing all sorts of things for those folks. And um, oh, the other one is Obos Footwear. Um, sorry, Obos, spaced out for a moment. Um, but uh, anyway, so I was out there um, on local hiking trails. You mentioned local hiking trails earlier. Where I am is about 10 miles north of Boston. And within a 10, 15 minute drive, I have great hiking trails at my disposal. And at first I was like, gosh, I'm so lucky, be it a religious power, fate, whatever. Like, I'm just so, this is amazing. You know, it's free. Um, and it's just, it, it's not just a great uh, mind cleaner, but you can accelerate your heart and you can have all sorts of just a mental and physical um, workout uh, as much or as little as you'd like. And um, so I just was kind of relishing in that for a while. Then I realized, wow, there's not a lot of people who have access to hiking trails like within a 10 or 15 minute um, ride uh, in a car. And then I was thinking further like, wow. And there's probably even like, fewer that are within 10 to 15 minute drive, but don't have, have a car. Like how do we make things more balanced for people? Um, and definitely I saw that there were a, a lot of people like that looked like me on the outside. We don't know what's going on in the inside, but I was certainly wanting to see more diversity. Um, and I was just like, gosh, is there somebody doing something out there? Is there an organization that's fostering um, more diversity and belonging in outdoor recreation. So I just was like, well, I have free time uh, to quit the job. Why don't I investigate? And, and what, I, did you, what did you find? Did you find anybody else talking about this? Yeah, yeah. So there are groups all over dealing with all sorts of, uh, whether it be uh, um, women, a certain ethnic group, uh, disabilities. I, I, I really wanted to expand what it meant to have diverse folks outside. Um, and there, are, yes, so that then I thought how, I guess my like light bulb went off. Like, I don't think I need to reinvent the wheel by having an organization that does this. There's tons of folks doing great things and even bigger organizations that we, if you know the outdoors, you would know like uh, the National Audubon Society or um, National Parks Conservancy, they all have a, a wing now that are trying to do this, but there are also a lot of upstarts doing it. And if I could have one place to kind of shine light on so-and-so in the Pacific Northwest is doing this and another person in your old state of South Carolina is doing something else, like how can we 
get that all together because people move, people have cousins somewhere else that might be looking for a group uh, with folks like them. So that was kind of the seed for DEIB Outdoors and it took off from there. So you, so what you do is you promote other organizations who work to be inclusive. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So depending on where you live, what state, what region they can connect with DEIB outdoors and you highlight them, you share the information and you, you highlight the beautiful things that everybody's doing. Yes, exactly. And eventually I will, uh, one long-term goal is to have a kind of clearinghouse calendar that would be separated by region or the type of uh, group you'd like to be in and that you could find it. Um, I've done some very DIY versions of it. For example, I uh, participated in my town's Pride Fest and I had a big poster board of uh, queer groups, uh, hiking groups across the U.S. And it was really cool. Someone came up to me and said, oh, I'm moving to Dallas. Um, do you know of any groups? And I was like, look, you know, over here. And she jotted it down. And like, that's, I was like, okay. I, I told her, I'm like, you're the reason I started this yes. thing. Um, so it was great to see in person. And I'd like to do that at scale. That's the idea. That's wonderful. So putting on our marketing hat. Yes. This started out as a passion project. What are some, and I'm going to use this word lightly and you might use it different than I do, but what are some grassroots marketing techniques or things that you could share with us and our audience that could be used to promote something like this? Because all of us have a passion project. I mean, mm -hmm. you asked me about running and I just start, you know, like I love running more than I do hiking. And sure. so I can talk about that. Um, there, I love vegan food. You know, you asked me about that. I would do a passion project in a minute. Um, but money is always a consideration. So let's talk about the marketing piece to that passion project. What do you have to need? What do you need to have in place? How do you get started? How do you find collaborators? All of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, whenever, whenever anyone starts a business, whether they have a marketing background like we do or not, they're like, we, we need a logo and a business card. It, somehow that makes you official. Uh, didn't need the business card. Uh, I don't think I'll ever need one again. Um, but um, having a logo helps. And I think for me, um, I knew I was going to be on interviews and I was going to be pounding the pavement a little bit to spread the word. So having a, a logo for the background and then this T-shirt, I feel like this one T-shirt that I have has was the best investment I've made yet in the company. Um, we can't the, see it. Can you yep, get up yeah, a little is, bit? So it's not that good of an investment. Yes, yes. Um, but it has the logo. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yep. So um, I made the... Uh, I made the logo on Canva. Yeah. Um, so that was in a way that I wouldn't have to pay for a designer. Um, and then I got this shirt for $20 on Sticker Mule. And um, when I got this specifically at first for Pride um, because I just didn't want to wear a regular shirt. And I was probably the least known entity in the ta among the tables. So I wanted to see more official. So with this and then the logo, which um, I created uh, uh, magnets, um, it 
was like, oh, this must be something. And most people don't know you could just buy one shirt. They're like, well, you know, she must have all, she must be well funded. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are, you know, many people out there with these DEIB shirts. So outdoor shirts. So um, for me, just to start promoting again, you know, maybe I should have it like this talking to you or have a better camera, but for many um things that I'm doing, whether it's an audiogram or the video uh, component, I knew I would need um, a, a Gravatar, which is a modification of, of this, um, a profile pic for among social channels, among um, podcast channels, I knew I would need a logo. So that was the first place I started. Yeah. So for those who are listening and can't see Lisa's logo, she stood up and it looks like <laughs> almost like a badge that you see at like a state park. And then it has DEIB at the top and then outdoors. And it has a beautiful picture of trees, like pine trees. So it, you, you look at that and it's instantly like, that's an outdoor sign that you would see somewhere. That's what the feel of it is. Um, I could tell you're a marketer, Lisa, cause I, I immediately got the, what you're trying to do with it. So I just wanted to frame that for those who are listening and can't see your t-shirt. So a, a logo on Canva yeah. and then a t-shirt, maybe some, some stickers or some, some magnets. So you look professional and you yes. don't need to be ordering a hundred shirts. You can literally order one shirt at a time. Yep. And it's been worth it. Cause I, yeah, cause I don't wear enough where I needed more than one. Um, I, there's definitely, I could do a few washings between times I actually need it, but it's there. Um, so, but that's, I would say only if you're going to be, if your passion project makes you go outside and talk to people or sure. you. So yeah, so that was my passion project. I knew that was going to happen. I was going to be talking to people. I didn't think I'd be on someone else's podcast. I thought I'd be on my own um, speaking to other folks. So I, I thought that just kind of elevated it um, at a low cost. Now, uh, you know, I could have had a better background, you know, made a you know beautiful bookshelf like folks do, but that's just, I, I don't have a budget for that but I had a budget for a $20 t-shirt. So, so I started there and, um, and I would say in order to, to promote it, I wanted to make sure um, that the way I put everything together in terms of the podcast was as streamlined as possible. So I use as few tools as possible that do multiple things. I think it's the same way, like in the kitchen, both my husband and I hate tools that only do one thing. Like mm -hmm. we want, like you can do 10 things, you know, instant pot type style. Um, so I'm trying to have tools that I can get a lot done with one thing. Canva just being one example. Um, and then promoting. Yeah, I um, have a lot of experience in repurposing material. So and I just read a really neat quote that if you if you repurpose content, which means, you know, you take one original piece of content, kind of slice and dice it and put it in different um plot on um, different platforms you can as much as i think uh i don't even know how to say this word but you can double you can multiply your um views by 20 percent, like times 20 so yeah. it's not multiply you know it's beyond yeah more than triple um so um i have purposely made a blog post be as repurposable as possible so i always have um a quote in an image as an image in the blog post 
first of all, it breaks up the monotony of just reading text over and over again. It's, sure. It has branded colors and it just pops a little bit, but it's also square. So it works perfectly for Instagram. Like I already know that. And often that quote, um, I've already found it in the transcript. I can use that same quote or another one as an audiogram. So sure. that's already there. Um, in my podcast, I um, ask three lightning round questions, and I know I'm going to repurpose those in future blog posts because they're the same questions. And one is, what has been your favorite hike of the year? So once I get 10 of those answers, I can say, 10 hikes you must do in 2024. Uh, so just always thinking of how to maximize um, the content that I have. Okay. That's my biggest promotional tip, I think. Okay. And then, so you started a podcast. Who, mm -hmm. like, when you're promoting a passion project, um, especially what you're doing with DEIB Outdoors, who do you have on there and what do you expect? Because I think picking the right guests is going to help you amplify, you amplify your story and your uh, message. So yes. how do you do that for a passion project? What can you offer your guests? How do you get them to come on and to, um, you know, talk to you and be willing to spend their time with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I can also say like from, I can give lessons learned that I, I didn't know right out of the gate. Perfect. But, that yes. would be great. That's even <laughs> better. We can learn from other people's mistakes so we don't make them. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. I'm happy to help others. Um, yeah. So at first, um, I would say one thing I never really did was to go onto YouTube first to see if they have been on other podcasts before, or there's some video of them talking. I think that's really important because they could be brilliant. They could have a million followers, but if they can't have a good chat with you on a podcast, it's not going to be worthwhile. So um, that's, I think, something I would have done. I went in blindly and because I had zero blog posts. Well, I wrote some that didn't deal with interviews, but I didn't have any interviews yet. Um, I was really surprised when one person said, yes, I'll do it. And she um, she represents a group of bigger bodied people who are out in, in the outdoors. What was neat was I was happy and I thought to cho choose her because there are about 30 um, different branches of this organization throughout the country. So she could very well send it to her um, chapter heads to promote, which she did uh, even with her just posting it to the main account. Then the chapter leader saw it and they in turn uh, filtered it out. Many are much smaller than that. And there wouldn't be an opportunity to spread it in that way. But anyway, I was thrilled that she was on. I saw the potential trickle down theory, but the biggest bonus was she was a fantastic speaker and set the bar super, <laughs> super high. Um, I just lucked out in many ways having her uh, be the, the first guest. Um, and uh, yeah, she was lively. And she, she, she checked all the boxes or ticked all the boxes. Um, and then, yes, going forward, having someone who has a good network. And I think that's more important than followers. Like who are the people that they've had on as po um, podcast guests, um, if they are doing their own podcast, just who, what are the other organizations they're aligned with? Um, because I, that 
for me is more important. If they had a million followers, maybe it dealt with, they also play poker and poker would have nothing to do with what I'm doing. Right. So um, it, was, it was more important for me for that kind of alignment. And for me, because uh, the D is diversity, I didn't want them all to just be like bigger body people like Alexa. So I really have tried to cover um, some dif dif different ethnic groups. I'm really working hard now on um, different uh, neurodiverse folks getting out into um, the outdoors, as well as people with physical disabilities, visible visible disabilities. Um, so that will be the next area that I've been wanting to tackle. And I'm also looking for geographic variety because I want to, in the end, have that grand calendar of coast to coast uh, events going on. So I've had people from the coasts now both and now I need to tackle the Midwest. Okay. So my question to you next is, I hear you talk about hiking. Is that your main focus for outdoors or would you also include like, you know, I live in Killington skiing or other outdoor activities or is you, are you really focused on outdoor hiking, hidden the trails? That's a great question. Um, and yeah, I, right now it was hiking, but I purposely had the outdoors because I wanted to have it broader. Um, there's one guy that I've been following called uh, Black Eyes Camp 2, and um, very interested in that as well. Um, and yes, and in fact, guest number 10 on my show will be my husband. Um, he is Black and he has been road cycling uh, several countries for uh, as long as I've known him, over 20 years. And he has a very unique experience and is also doing work in the cycling field in terms of bringing, not just himself, but getting other people to sure. um, hit the road. So yeah, I'm definitely right. You know, at first it came from that hiking experience I sure. had, but I knew that there was so much more, just the more that I looked in, there was the camping, there's, um, even fam life, there's paddle boarding, there's so much kayaking and so on. And maybe I'll do some running to, right. uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I'll yeah, no, I follow, I follow somebody who started a project because, um, he got, um, fat shamed during a marathon. Oh, and God. so he started a, um, running group for people of different, proportions and he's like we can run and there's nothing wrong with that and so yeah i love that and i think the lesson that if you're listening to this if you're watching lisa talk and, and listening to her is the lesson is that when you're starting a passion project think big maybe start small but think big you could have called it deb hiking you know, and you didn't, you said DEB outdoors because then you can include outdoor activities. And I love that. So I think that's a really good um, point that you made, Lisa, that you, you're really thinking big, but start small with your passion yes. project. Um, what are you looking for in the future? What are you doing right now that you're hoping will move that needle to go to the Midwest, to expand, to make that map, to get out there more. Mm -hmm. What are you doing right now? What are you working on? Yeah. So the first uh, piece is getting on legit podcast platforms. Right now it's been strictly on YouTube and then embedded in my blog. 
I said, if I hit again, to your point of starting small and not doing all the things at once, because you and I and everyone listening and watching know so many podcasts that die a wicked hard death after just a few episodes. Six, I think. Six okay. is, is, is it the, six? yeah, I think yep. that 70% of podcasts stop after six, something crazy, crazy number. Yeah. That, okay. So I almost followed that by saying once I hit five, then I know I, and I feel good which I do, um, that I will move to traditional Spotify, Apple podcasts. So um, I've gotten a hosting platform and I'm ready to take that dive. I'm hoping that that by exposing people who traditionally listen to podcasts more than go on YouTube or read blogs, um, that I'll be able to open up the audience more that way. And then in turn, hopefully, get people i already have an eye on a few people in the midwest so uh, it's just a matter of time of having nice uh personalized outreach but um but having more listeners in the midwest would certainly help um and then hopefully yeah, getting more people worldwide and then uh spreading the word about the benefits that they can get for a calendar um i am not planning on making money off this project so at First, at least it will be free. So there's really no cost to the person to send me their events. It's almost like if anyone remembers newspapers, like uh, rock clubs would send their listings of what's happening in April, like what sure. bands are coming, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that may, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I love that you're um, having your own podcast. And I'm, my mind immediately went to, when I, I know when you hike and you need to be in nature, that part of your senses are listening, right? You're walking, you're listening, you're smelling, you're, you're doing all of the things. But for those who hike on more public trails and there might be other people around where they want to listen to something, listening to a podcast is a great mm. way to get moving. So I think that is a great connection, right? You can start interviewing, you can find somebody, a podcaster who hikes, who you know, like talk about that piece. You know, yes. I, I do think that when I, that. I go hike in nature, that there are certain hikes. There is a an exercise hike. There is a yes. um, adventure hike. There is yes. a goal hike. I'm gonna, you know, get to the fourth. But there's also like the grind hike. I just need to get out and need to get my miles in. And the grind hike would be where I would listen to a podcast. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for safety, there are only certain hikes that I because I do solo hike 95% of the time. But yeah, there are certain ones where like, I feel good putting that I, I'm well aware of my surroundings, there's tons of people and so on. Um, so yeah, perfect for that. And like you said, just a specific type of hike. Um, yeah, I love I it's like very meta. I like it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, uh, so what, so you were talking about, you know, getting the Midwest involved. Um, what is another way that you want to reach out? So you go do local events. So you're spreading the word. Um, you've got your blog, you've got your podcast now. What partnerships or collaborations are you looking for? Because if you're watching this, if you're listening to Lisa and you're like, I know so many people who need to get out in nature. I'm trying to get them out. I'm going to connect with Lisa. I want to connect with Lisa because I'm one of those people who want to get out. Mm. What, who are you looking for to collaborate with Lisa? Because let's do that. Let's highlight you and what you're doing and the good work and getting more people out and getting that mental health um, and, yes. and getting that physical benefit and all those things. Um, who, who do you, who would be your ideal collaborator? 
Oh, well, the person I'd love to interview the most, if you're listening, is Christian Cooper. Um, he was known as the Central Park Birder. If you, you might know, there was a viral video of him. Um, but he, he's not just a birder who happens to be Black. He's also an amazing artist and activist prior to any video going live. He has a new book out just this past week. Christian, hello. I'd love to have you. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I just said that. Yeah, I, I was in um, I was in uh, Portland, Oregon last month in Powell's, and the book was there. And I told my husband, like, this is the guy I want on my show. But um, that would just be for one episode, and then he would go on and do all his fabulous things. But as far as long term partnerships, yeah, I'm happy to if someone has a large reach in a certain area geographically or in a, like I said, I'm looking um, again, a lot more in vis uh, visible and invisible disabilities. Um, that's an area I'd like to get more in um, as well as um, Muslim hikers, um, especially women um, who, if they're wearing uh, traditional Muslim garb, feel uncomfortable um, going outdoors. I would say as I'm thinking more, like there are other um, religious groups that have traditional garb where they might feel um, not wanted on a, on a trail. So I'm definitely open to hearing about, about that as well. Um, so if you, if you are one, one of the identities I just mentioned and want to connect, I know some groups, they just haven't said yes to my podcast, but they would definitely welcome you. Um, so yeah, definitely reach out to me. And then if you are an organization or know of an organization that I've described, I would love, uh, to be introduced or introduce yourself to me and we can do something fun together. That sounds wonderful. So this is a perfect um, lead way to, you know, let's connect with Lisa. Your website is right on there for those who are watching, yes. debeoutdoors.com. If you're listening, debeoutdoors.com -E -E is where Lisa can be found. Where are you most active on social media, Lisa, if people want to connect with you or connect their friends with you? Sure. Uh, DEIB Outdoors has its own Instagram. So it's at DEIB Outdoors. Uh, and then I, I share what's happening in DEIB Outdoors and beyond. A lot of New York Times articles uh, that are free. I give access because I know that's an issue. Um, other um, articles about other folks doing really interesting things around the country for that. So if you, and that's all on LinkedIn on the DEIB Outdoors page. Um, if you have trouble finding it, as many people do uh, with company pages, just hook up with me. I'd love to talk to you. Um, and you could just say, hey, I don't want a long chat. I just want to go to your company page. That's cool. Um, and I, I'll point you in the right direction. That's awesome. And if somebody has a podcast that they want you on, are you open to that? Sure. All yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be tons of, I'm having a great time with you. So you've Good. encouraged me. Good. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. So I, this is for me, this is not quite a passion project, but I absolutely love this. There is something about being out in nature and connecting and finding yourself. So when I, saw that Lisa started this project and was watching her do these wonderful things and promoting the outdoors. I really wanted to have her on. So if you feel 
that this is something that for yourself that you you need or you want to connect be that networker connector connect lisa with people in your community in your network that do good things for those in the you know that that promote um diversity you know equity and inclusion we want you to reach out to lisa so go on linkedin um, go to her website read her blog and connect um I will be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. Lisa, I really appreciate you being here. And again, let's get um, the Central Park birder, Chris. What was his last name? Yeah, Christian Cooper. Yes, let's get him on. That would be that would be great. Call Lisa and get on the podcast. That's amazing. Um, if you have a passion project and you want to talk to Lisa about starting, even if it's completely different, that's another great way to connect with her because probably yes. behind the scenes, she can encourage you and help you and let's get it started. It is what fuels our soul, guys. It's the passion. That's what that's what does it. So um, I will talk to you, all of you soon. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you for watching Strategy Talks. See you later. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.